This episode of the YVR Screen Scene Podcast is brought to you by Fish Flight Entertainment. This episode was sponsored in part by listeners like you. Join our Patreon community and receive early access to episodes, bonus content, stickers, buttons, and more. Visit www.patreon.com slash YVR Screen Scene Podcast. Welcome to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast, where we pull back the curtain and expose the beating heart to the Vancouver film and television industry, namely the actors and filmmakers and other talented artists who do the work, capital T, capital W. I'm Sabrina Firminger, and today I am stoked See, I've said delighted a lot. I've said honored and humbled. But today I am stoked to welcome back the second guest to ever appear on the YVR Screen Scene Podcast, Camille Sullivan. Camille motherfucking Sullivan. Look, (laughs) Camille is welcome back any damn time. She's one of my favorite actresses because she will barrel into the sadness and the despair and the extremes of life and death. And you will experience some sort of catharsis because of everything that she goes through on screen. We saw it in Intelligence, The Bird Watcher, Unspeakable, The Disappearance, Kingsway, The Unseen, Ali was screaming, Victory Square. I've joked with Camille that it's bonkers that she rarely gets to laugh and smile on screen because she's such a witty, funny person IRL. That's in real life, Camille. My daughter is, is talking a lot about IRL right now because she's cool. Okay. Um, I wouldn't have known. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but there's a reason why Camille's often called upon to go through hell in film and television. Because when she's going through it, you feel it. She keeps her humanity. You are never numb to her ordeals. Clearly, I'm a fan. And I thought I'd seen it all. I thought I'd seen Camille go through all manner of hell on screens, large and small. And then I saw Hunter Hunter. This feature film takes place in and around a cabin in the woods, but it is not what you think of when you think of a cabin in the woods horror film. Yes, there's predators and prey and life and death and so much blood, and Camille screams and cries, but the journey is far from predictable. And in the last three minutes of the film, we see a Camille we've never seen before. But it seems it's one that seems born from all of the pain and the suffering we've watched her endure in every single other project. Right? How is that for a spoiler-free, tantalizing line? Camille Sullivan, welcome back to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Um, glad to see you're okay. I mean, every time I see you, I'm glad to see you're okay. You're smiling and everything. Um, but I guess my f- you have some beeping or something happening outside oh, of you, right? And yeah, yeah, it's... It's no, done. no, and it's okay because you know what it reminds <laughs> oh, me no. of? It reminds me of when, when, I mean, we're on Zoom right now, but when I used to record in my studio, there would always be the, the, tr- the dumpsters okay. and the trucks yeah. there, the delivery trucks. It's like, 
don't know. It's bringing me back to the pre-COVID time. But Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we will say um, this episode is going to be a lot of talk about Hunter Hunter, but with we will be very light on spoilers because that ending... I, I was telling Camilla, I, I read some review last night. It was from one of the big, like, Hollywood reporters or something. And they were like, we got to talk about that ending. We cannot talk about that ending. It's, it's, it's so powerful. And um, it cannot be, I don't want to spoil it for, for everyone. Uh, but how, how did you respond to my thesis statement about the film? Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you covered a lot of ground there. But yeah, I think it is that. You go in with um, the idea of what it's going to be, this sort of in-the-woods thriller kind of idea, and it really turns it on its head, and it changes your expectations. What I keep hearing from people, and obviously I know what happens, but is that they were surprised and surprised and surprised at everything that happened, that it made sense, but they never saw it coming. So I think that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Camille, what is it? Like, I, I, I clearly, I have my, my thesis statements that I've presented and my ideas, but what is it about you that, that makes, like, casting directors and, and, and people look at you and be like, let's put her through hell? Like, what, <laughs> what, is, like what, what do you think it is about you that you end up, and now granted, I will, and we'll talk more about Anne in a minute. Anne is very much unlike other characters you've played, as well uh but like that yeah like what is the camille sullivan quality that people are like oh we're gonna we're gonna take her and we're just gonna put her through the ringer (laughs) i think it's that i'm game yeah i I think that's what it is probably a big part of it it's just like i'm game to go there i want to do it and i enjoy it like it sounds crazy but hunter hunter was such a fun experience we laughed so much and it was so deeply artistically satisfying that it's just like was so much fun. So I, I think I'm like, I like to explore those emotions. I like watching them on screen and I like exploring them myself, not in my life. I try to have a nice lighthearted life, but you know, it's fun to play with your emotions. Like when you sit, you know, in your room and you imagine like, what if something terrible happened? You know, but then I get to monetize that. <laughs> I will say that I, I too have been known to sit in my room and think, what if something terrible happens? But my therapist calls that catastrophic thinking, and I take medication for that. So, but Can maybe. I get paid for it, <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So, um, let's talk a little bit about the about the character of of Anne and your involvement. Uh, in this project. Um, I'm assuming, was this filmed pre-COVID? Or was this filmed in the last, okay, so this is a pre-COVID film. Um, And Anne is, is she's a wife, she's a mother. She herself says very close to the beginning of the film that it's a hard life that they they live. They live in this, uh, I don't wanna say ramshackle, but it's pretty bare bones uh, cabin um, and uh, daughters being homeschooled uh, while also spending a lot of time on the trap lines. Um, you're married to Devin Sawa, uh, who incredible. I mean, the, the other actors in the film are all incredible. You know, we have a, a character who presents this stuff later and it's Nick Stahl, you know? So it's like, this is like, this is a film that's firing on, and all cylinders, but maybe you can tell me a little bit about what you, what drew you to Anne and, and her tough life, her hard life. Uh, 
Yeah. Um, he said it was hard. She didn't say it was it, tough. It, it was, it was, yeah, it is a hard, I think it is a tough life. <laughs> but um, really, I was drawn to the physicality of it. Like, I, I got the script and um, I was out with Gabrielle, actually. And I'm like, I have to read the script. So we went to her house and I read it right away. And I'm Gab- really Gabrielle like, Rose, we're talking Gabrielle Rose, your co star yeah, from I'm, I'm watching Gabrielle Rose. You totally are. She's a friend of our pod, of the podcast, too. And, you know, she's a. <laughs> She's a she's a living legend, really. And uh, okay, so you're hanging out. You're hanging yeah, out with hey, Gabrielle, <laughs> like I do, like I do. And then, so I went to her house and I read it. And I was like 10, 15 pages in, and I was like, "This lady's running around and carrying heavy buckets of water, and it's just like physical, 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 and so little dialogue for the first big chunk of it." And I was so drawn to that because it's not what I get to do hardly ever and it yeah. hardly ever comes across my plate you know what I mean like no one was concerned with whether or not I looked pretty not for not yeah. for one second of this movie you know what I mean like there was nothing it was it was like a part that would usually be written for a man honestly but at the beginning but then what's great about it is that um even though it has this rugged physicality and all these physical challenges then it goes to the emotional place which is just as much or more challenging it goes so it's all over the journey is so big and it's such a scary scary part i'm like well i gotta i can't say no to this yeah (laughs) i mean i I don't think i said but uh ann's husband like they have trap lines and so like this is a family that they live off of you know uh, either consuming in some way or selling you know pelts of various animals that they that they they kill um, you know, and I think that, uh, she says at one point, like that cabin, that, that rustic, it wouldn't be an Airbnb cabin, but it's a rustic cabin <laughs> goes back like three generations since his family. So it's a very old way of, of living. Um, and, uh, yeah, we get to see you doing all sorts of stuff, washing clothing, you know, in a cold, cold water Right by the yeah. river and uh, carrying Yeah, if you want water, water you got to go to the river and get yeah. it and bring it back in a bucket. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Um, I, I mean, I want to, I want to, we're going to jump around a bit because, you know, even though you filmed this before COVID, the film is being released during a pandemic um, and people are watching it. You know, I, I know that it's had some theatrical, but it's mostly we're watching it in our homes. You know, what do you think um, is the importance of a film like Hunter Hunter right now, you know, during the scariest global pandemic of our lifetimes? Like, you know, I, be, I was thinking and watching this about, you know, about fear and how I've lived in a state of very like slow burning fear for a year. And yet there I get to see it play it on screen and how I, fa- I don't want to give you your answer, but I'm just talking about me. Uh, I found some catharsis in it as well, you know, and uh, I'm just wondering what, what you, what you feel about, you know, the pandemic and the experience that people are having watching this in that context, in that paradigm. I think it's an int- it comes out at an interesting um, time exactly because of that because right now sort of one of the themes that's in the movie is the the, the individual versus the tribe right and mm-hmm. is it better do you survive better are you safer on your own you know, for you your immediate family that's it or do you survive better as a human family 
And I think, at least for me, in the pandemic, we're isolated. So it speaks to that isolation and only with your circle of people. But it also speaks to the need for that. You can't um, hide from danger. It'll come find you. So you need to be a part of the human, uh, the human tribe. Whoa. That is, that is like super on the nose about the pandemic. Um, so where did you film? Manitoba, in a couple of national parks just outside Winnipeg. One was quite remote. It was like we stayed in cabins. There was not Wi-Fi. It was like quite remote. And then No, Wi-Fi? Oh. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, my God. Okay, there's no TV. What am I going to do? <laughs> I read. I read books. You read. You read. Manitoba, eh? Who would have thunk it? I thought you were going to say... Um, I don't know, like Washington State or, or something. It des- definitely had that. Um, it's not what I think of when I think of Manitoba. So, wow. I've never been. It's gorgeous. Like, I, it's, it was so beautiful. And we saw deer everywhere. And it was like, when at night when we were filming, you would hear howls. It was pretty fucking scary. <laughs> so I'd go to the bathroom. It's like, oh, my God, someone come with me. <laughs> oh, that's, that is terrifying. What are some things that you got to do, um, both physically and also, I guess, like emotionally, like as, as an actor, uh, with, on Hunter Hunter as Anne, that, that you hadn't had the chance to do before? Um, well, physically, tons of stuff. I mean, I've always, I've gotten to do cops and stuff. So I've done my fair share of running and that kind of thing. But this is just like full bore running through the woods, like, you're, you're dirty, you're terrified, you're like, it's hard, I'm sweating. It's, <laughs> you know, I, 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 now I know that I can like drag a six foot man through the woods and I'm capable of that. I was like, I don't even know if I can do this, but turns out I'm stronger than I thought I was, which is pretty cool. And then emotionally, I mean, there was one scene and I won't, it's a spoiler, so I won't say what it is, but there was one scene I kind of dreaded through the whole movie because the whole thing plays out on my face instead of seeing what's happening. And so I was just kind of thinking like, that's all me to just kind of deliver what I'm seeing to the audience, which is so important without dialogue. And uh, yeah, so I was pretty terrified of that the whole time, but we shot relatively in order. So by the time I got to it, I was really keyed up and ready to, to go to that place and, and um, get dark with it. <laughs> Sorry. It's just really funny talking to you sometimes about this this deep, heavy stuff. And I know the scene that you're talking about. And I was hoping that it wouldn't come. And then it came. And um, but then it's set in motion. Um, the you know, the the end of the uh, of the film. I'm really can we talk about your reaction to that and the experience of filming that without talking about specifically what happened. Okay, here's the thing. I'm going to say to my listeners, you've heard enough now. Um, I want you to go and watch the film. It's on all, all sorts of different, you know, uh, VOD platforms. Go and watch it and then come back. And then we're going to, you'll have a little bit more information. Um, although we still won't be talking too many specifics, but you'll have seen it. So you'll know what we're talking about. Okay, and welcome back. So let's talk about those, like, the experience. Because I felt watching you uh, in in those final, what is it, like three minutes, five minutes? Um, oh, my God. That I was watching a Camille Sullivan that I hadn't 
seen before. There was one other moment in the film where you scream at a wolf uh, as well that I'm like, oh, is that Camille Sullivan Unleashed? Because I, I don't think I've seen that, that level um, of just fury and terror from, from her before. But like, what? Well, let's talk about like the filming of, of that um, and you know, what that felt like for you, what fears you had going into it. And am I right in, in like my, my assertion, my assumption that that was a uh, kind of new territory for you? Uh, yeah, I mean, it is, you don't, it's just something that doesn't come up, honestly, like very often just to like a, an opportunity to really just let loose all your rage and all your everything. Um, so obviously for an actor, it's so much fucking fun. Uh, when we shot with the, we didn't shoot, they shot the wolf separately. And then I shot with a green screen. I mean, for safety. Obvious. <laughs> but, uh, um, but it was fun. And we were on the slippery rocks and it was like, we did almost fall in the frigid water. So there was also that going, you know what I mean? Like you're really yeah. out there. And I think I haven't screamed like that since probably intelligence. In intelligence, I got to go there a little bit with the rage. But not oh, you, so much. you screamed a lot in intelligence. That is, <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. Um, but this one's different. This one's different. My husband, he, he doesn't, uh, he gave me a comment, which he's never given me before after we watched it. He's like, there's not a bit of you in that. It's like, I don't see you at all. And so that to me is a really good compliment. Wow. So what about those last three minutes then? You know, the kind of prep that went into that um, and uh I love what your husband said because that's so like I because that also is is telling me something very important as well. It's confirming that I feel right about it, you know. But not only have we not seen you get to do that before, but I feel like we don't often get to see women inhabit that kind of you know rage filled space, you know, uh, in that kind of way, you know, before. Um, yeah, we in don't, that way often we don't yeah. get to see women like that. You know? We don't hardly ever. I mean, hardly ever. That's why it's such a special uh, part that came along because, um, y you know, you get to see women protecting their children, obviously, and you get to see women um, upset and you get to see women um, miffed or, you know, having a problem with something, but you don't get to see women like there's a lot, especially, well, forever but in this year too there's a lot for women to be angry about mm. and I think you know what I mean it wasn't that hard for me to tap into all the stuff like fuck as a woman I am angry about a lot of things yeah. you know what I mean so take that and just yeah it was like it was pure unadulterated vengeance you know, and it's, it was kind of, and maybe that's why it's so shocking. And it's not just shocking for me, but for so many people, you know, and I haven't heard a lot of people talk about, you know, the gender of it, but I think that that comes into it, you know, like, isn't the whole John Wick franchise that started because, you know, somebody killed his dog or whatever, like, you know, we're used to seeing like men and that it fuels men to do things, but, you know, a, a woman to do it, it's just, um, God, we need to see more of it. And I yeah, love that and I, we got yeah. to see you be the one to do it. <laughs> well, what's cool, too, is that the journey she goes on, and the director, Sean, who was really wonderful, um, uh, he also wrote it, was uh, very clear about the journey, which she would start out more timid. 
you know, she's very much in this traditional role of a wife, of a mother, and she's timid and she has a lot of fears. And then the changes she goes through over the movie to come to this other place. I'm not saying it's a better place, it's a different place. Yeah. Um, is somebody outside your place now talking on a loudspeaker or something? I'm sorry. Do you want me to move? No, it's just fascinating to me. I'm like, I'm sitting, you know, I feel I'm like I'm visizing your place. Scenario. We're on Zoom, obviously, but it's like, is somebody on a loudspeaker? Are you, I, are you I in mortal know. danger right now, Camille? <laughs> I guess is what I'm trying to ask. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, the code word will be eggplants. Um, so I, I wanted to sp- spend a moment talking about, uh, your, the co-stars, your, your actors that you, you got to play with. Who, whose praises do you want to sing first? Um, or any summer. of them. I You're mean, like, I'm oh, they're all awful. <laughs> they were all terrible. <laughs> no, uh, they were all wonderful. Like, as I said, it was such a great experience. I'm going to start with Summer, Summer Howell, who played my daughter, who's so yeah. wonderful. She's so good. She's so good in this movie and she's such a good actor. And we had just like a barrel of laughs. She was wonderful. So I, she has a huge, huge future ahead. Uh, I'm really excited to see what she does next. Um, and then the, the other two dudes uh, were great. I mean, they were great. I didn't like, I didn't realize that Devin Sawell was like, I haven't seen any of those movies. <laughs> to be honest. I didn't realize he was like famous at all. Yeah, so, it was just, you know, he was a super nice guy, great actor. We had a good time. Like we just worked it out. Super pro, all cash. And then I came back and I was talking to somebody. I was like, oh yeah, this guy played my husband. She's like, oh, I had the poster of him on my wall. Did you? Really? I had no idea. But he was wonderful, super professional. And like, we had a good time figuring out um, how our characters, because dialogue is, 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 it's not Spartan, but it's not plentiful in the movie. You know what I mean? Like just what needs to be said is said. So we tried to find ways that how do couples communicate without words? You know, you have your unspoken language with your spouse, right? Or your partner. Mm -hmm. And so figuring out what those things were and how, what our dynamic was. And I think that really helped create the family. And then Nick Stahl comes in at the end and he was super game and, you know, uh, very professional, very nice. And, just really a good sport in uh you know we all get put through the shit in this movie but he really does too you you all really do and i fyi devin sawa super funny on twitter i don't know if you if you follow him now uh but a lot of a lot of um like adventures and parenting uh things and and also seems to have a like really um like does like does not take himself really seriously considering the whole teen idol Thing. Yeah. it's a uh, you know because guess what we all grow up right we can't all be just defined by god like i feel for for teen stars sometimes because you're defined forever you know by yeah. that thing you did when you were 16 17 years old my god i'm so glad i'm not i'm not that level of uh that level of fame okay so let's oh talk a little bit about um about the memorable moments from filming um because i i would imagine i mean you you've already mentioned that you stayed in cabins and there was no wi-fi um you know but (laughs) this is a pretty rustic experience uh you know but when you think about this film like are, are there moments that you think back to you know that were so like you know visceral like they're the first things that you remember when you think about filming hunter hunter 
Um, yeah, sort of. There are a few, like all of it kind of, it was so immersive that all of it kind of blends into one. But on our very last day of filming, we did an enormously long day and I was very, very tired. But uh, it was nighttime and we have a fire going, like a bonfire, and I'm just standing above it with my rifle. Like this, like this is it. So this is the toughest cool. thing I've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. We had one big snowstorm that came out of nowhere, which threatened to ruin the whole movie. We had to take a day and then the weekend. And then luckily it kind of, we were able to like shoot around the snow. And it was like May or April or something. It was because it's Manitoba. It's just going to snow and you're just going to do it. Yeah. How would you like audiences to feel when the credits are rolling? Um, or alternately, what are you hearing that people are feeling? Because this is out there now. It's yeah, been for, for a I'm few days. I'm hearing a lot of jaw drop. A lot of people just like, I sat in stunned silence and then I had to try to shake it off. Like that it's really good. Like that it hits some kind of real dark, like boom, like fuck the world. You know what I mean? Which is sort of exactly... I think what, what you're meant to be feeling at the end. It's certainly what I was feeling when we shot the end. Uh, yeah. Just, I'd like people to just be floored by it. Yeah. I'd like to just have to sit for a second. Well, especially with everything else we've been, we've been sitting with this year, um, which is my way to segue into talking about the pandemic. Okay. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's not a good way of introducing the pandemic. Um, I've been starting every uh, episode during the pandemic asking from my heart how, how my guest is doing. So I'm going to ask you first, even though it's halfway through the episode, how are you, Camille? How are you doing? I, I'm good. You know, I, I'm in a very good place. I'm very lucky. My, my work is such that I, I, I'm used to having long periods of time off. So I'm used to saving money. And so, you know, as far as people go, like uh, I'm probably one of the least affected people. I don't have kids. You know what I mean? So my heart's just out to everybody struggling. For me, I'm okay. You know? Yeah. The, the industry shut down, I think it was like March 13th when almost every production shut down here. What went through your mind when it, when it shut down? You know, because we don't um, really, we hadn't seen anything like that before, especially because of the result of a virus, right? Yeah, I didn't think at first, you know, when, whenever we started first learning about it, January, February, January, I guess, I was, I was like, okay, this isn't, this will pass, you know what I mean? Like, this isn't going to be a big deal. And then, you know, obviously, it quickly became a big deal. And, um, I, you know, at first, the time off, I was supposed to do something, so that was a shame that it had to get canceled. Um, but then, you know... I enjoy my own company, to be honest. So I, I kind of felt nice to not have the pressure of thinking an audition's coming or work's coming. Like I was really on vacation for the first time in a long time. Yeah. What about your art? Like, was there anything about the pandemic or about COVID um, or the pandem? That's what I'm trying to make happen. <laughs> the pand was there anything about the pandem um, that taught you anything about your art? and you know, the role that art plays in your life. Yeah, I mean, I, I was very happy to see, and I know I did this too, 
that when we're all on our own, everybody was reaching out to um, stories, to, to film, to, to TV, to books, to like, but, you know, to art, because that's, we can still share humanity that way. And so yeah. that was really cool for me to see. I mean, I miss going to the movies. I, I mm. like to go to the movies. And that's one of the things I miss. And it's just, that's part of the shared experience of it. And as well, um, I did work on set uh, just recently and it was it was a good experience it was certainly a good experience and then it was a tight ship I, I do miss um interacting with people seeing their faces you know more and um you just don't get to interact with people as much like the the cast is all tested and the crew is tested but then you kind of have to end up being segregated just to keep people in smaller groups so mm -hmm. I didn't interact with the crew all that much and you know I miss that I kind of like to get to know everybody and um you know, see their face. You mean not just, not just this <laughs> yeah. part. Not, I'm from, I got my hand up in front of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> what were you watching? You mentioned that, uh, you know, cause I, I actually was keeping, uh, after I watched Joe Exotic because everybody was watching Joe yeah. Exotic. Uh, but then that was, I was just watching that because it was early in the pandemic and everybody was watching. And then I started watching like all like dark dystopian fantasy paranormal stuff. You know, I watched like Warrior Nun or The Order or like um, Haunting of Bly Manor, like that, that yeah. kind of, you know, I'm looking at it and it's all like, it's our world, but a little bit twisted, you know, and I, that was what I was leading on. What about you? What were you watching? Um, I watched a couple of those. I watched The Haunting of Bly Manor and I watched oh, The God. Order um yeah super good and like really fun and um you know yeah something about the, it was really fun the tension and stuff and just sort of being taken out of your mind for a second and i watched um this is an old one but it was really good i watched trust is an fx limited series um oh. i forget who made it but it was about the getty family the, um, the, the grandson one of the grandsons was kidnapped in the 70s I think, and held for ransom. And it's very, very interesting. That's really oh, well wow. Okay. I will track that down because yeah. I am now at the point where I have watched everything on Netflix, <laughs> on Amazon. I'm like, there's nothing, there's nothing left to watch. So I'm always looking for, for new things. Hey, do you want to play, um, do you want to play some favorite things? Because we didn't sure. have, we didn't have favorite things back when you were our second guest. Uh, and I'll always be grateful to you for actually coming coming by when I was just like, it's a podcast. And you're like, I, okay, what? Yeah, sure, I'll do it. <laughs> um, and you did it right at the beginning. Yeah. So I'm very grateful to you. So Favorite Things um, okay. is a feature uh, that my daughter came up with. She was like, you should have people tell you their favorite things. I'm like, you're a genius. No one ever thought of that before. <laughs> so the rules are very complicated. Um, I ask you what your favorite thing is, and then you tell me what it is. Um, the joy for me is that I get to watch you panic. I, oh, my God. People panicking is hilarious because the, the joy is like the, the, the instruction is really to answer from your gut, right? Um, yeah, it's been really fun. Like Sarah Canning, the panic and her body got all weird, like just her thinking. It was amazing. So not expecting that from you. Because uh, okay. you're Camille fucking Sullivan. You're like, you've been through everything on screen. You can deal with this. Okay. You ready? Ready. Yeah. Your body's already starting to get it. It's okay. I know. Okay. I'm already panicking. Okay, go. Favorite locally shot series that you haven't appeared on? 
Oh, the panic. This, these are hard because you're making me pick favorite. Oh, dude, favorite I don't things. even know if I can do it. You uh, agreed. Uh, oh, shit. I don't even know. It's like, I mean, it's such a panic. I can't even think of a single series. <laughs> but that's doesn't have to be, it love. doesn't have to still be on the air. It could be an old one. Um, uh, I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, do you want to pass? You want to pass on this? I want to pass. I want to come back to it later. Okay. We'll come back to it. Yeah. Cause you're not allowed to pass. Um, cause you okay. consented to favorite things. This is what it is. I okay. know, but I thought it was going to be like ice cream. <laughs> it used to be. Now it would be, it became more difficult. Okay. Favorite screen partner. I am going to go with a Gabrielle Rose. Gabrielle Rose. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, it's also my friend. I don't know if I mentioned that. It's also my friend. <laughs> She's a lovely, lovely, lovely human being and so supportive. Um, what is like for you the most surprising thing about now that you are friends with Gabrielle Rose, <laughs> you know, that really surprised you about her when she became friends? Um, and she's so silly. I mean, I suppose it's not really surprising from her. You see her work that she's a good, obviously a great sense of humor and she's silly, but in real life, she's also very silly. And I, you know, in a great way, like we laugh a lot. So yeah, she's she's super fun to be around and very like very game to do things, very spontaneous and fun. Yeah. I mean, and she's another one. That's not what you think of when you think of Gabrielle Rose. You think of, yeah. of drama. Although the two of you in Kingsway, the mother-daughter uh, duo. Wait, were we talking at some point about the two of you doing like a cop show, a buddy cop yes. show? I mean, yes, that would be... I still want to do that. Yes, I'm just, we're still, I'm going to put it out there. Gabrielle Rose, Camille Sullivan, a buddy cop show. And if you need to see what's possible, watch Kingsway and you will see that, that chemistry. <laughs> okay. Favorite karaoke song? Oh, I'm not good at karaoke, but, but if I was going to sing it, it would be Goldfinger. <laughs> wow. That's a bold choice for somebody who says that they're not good at karaoke. No, I'm not going to sing karaoke. I'm very, very bad. Very bad. I've but you don't have to it. be. What I've is only done it, but like bad. Like bad that it's just painful for everyone. You know what I mean? Not funny bad. Bad like, oh my God, it's just embarrassing for everyone. I really want to hear you sing karaoke now. <laughs> I want to watch. Okay, so whoever's going to write that buddy cop show with uh, Gabrielle Rose and Camille Sullivan, make sure there's a karaoke scene in yeah. there. Thank you. Make sure it's Goldfinger. And make sure it's Goldfinger. <laughs> What is your favorite junk food? Um, chips, any kind of chips. I can eat chips all day long. Also candy, also chocolate. Oh, so you're like 10 years old. You're like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is kind of related. Um, although I know that things have changed in the last while. Favorite thing to eat at craft services? Oh, I like the tuna cup. I know that seems like the tuna cup, but they make a cup. It's just tuna salad. It's just a little cup. It's like my favorite thing. That is, that is. <laughs> it's a weird choice. Very yeah. weird. Yeah. I mean, did you notice, so you said you've been back on set. Like, is have you noticed, like, is craft services super different than, you know, the before yeah. times? 
yeah, it's still like they're still there. They're still making great things, but you you know you line up six you know six feet apart, and then you tell them what you want, and then they they have like a list and they give it to you. So you know you can't peruse anymore. Like I you know you go you stand there, you look at everything. You're like, well, I'll never fit in my pants if I eat that. So, you know, yeah, that's why I always there. used to love to visit craft services because I'm not an actor. So I'd be like, oh, I'm going to grab these two donuts and like, oh, some fruit snacks for later and, and no judgment. But now everybody's watching you. What is your, what was your favorite book as a child? Um, as a child, um, Oh, I loved uh, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe mm. when I was a kid. Yeah. What was it about that book? Uh, I think it was just the, the the escapism of it, you know, going through the wardrobe, coming out in this other place. Like, you know, as a kid, I just, like, loved to imagine I could walk into my closet and come out in this other place. Yeah. Let's play that game right now. Okay, so we're gonna go. I have an antique wardrobe. Um, <laughs> we're gonna go into it. Where are? Where would you like us to end up? Where are you taking oh. me? Like, is it the hunter like hunter forest? Yeah, I would like to take you to a cabin in the woods. <laughs> I'm going to show you what pain means. No. <laughs> I, I would go to the south of France. That's right. Oh. Yeah. Go to the beach and have a glass of wine. Oh, that would be so amazing. Yeah. Oh, favorite decade? Um, For for my life or for like style? For style. I mean, I've been like, you know, I, if people ask me what my favorite decade was, it's the eighties because that's when I was a kid and I love the cartoons and the candy was the best. And you know, we could just do whatever <laughs> the hell we wanted to. Uh, and the style was like out of this world. I'm going to go seventies cause I love the seventies fashion. I love the seventies style, fashion, decor, all that shit, music. I love the seventies. Music. Well, what's some of the seventies music? Wait, was Goldfinger the seventies or is no, that the sixties? Seventies Goldfinger. I don't think it was. You know, Gold like Goldfinger. Um, you know, electric light orchestra. Oh, <laughs> stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know. Yeah. Just chill. In the Just 70s. chill. I love how you like chill, but when I think about the work that you do on screen, it's not chill. It's not chill at all. I, you know, maybe if I didn't get to do that, I wouldn't be chill in real life, I think. So we should all be very grateful that you get to do that work on screen because otherwise, like, you'd be... I'd be, like, a lot crazier. <laughs> a lot crazier and doing the crazy... The cra- like, I'm sorry, we're going to take a pause from favorite things for a second. You mentioned that, like, you guys were laughing a lot and how much fun you had. And I have a hard time, like, reconciling, you know the idea of having fun and laughing with everybody on a film like Hunter Hunter or on these, you know, these super, like, does that take, like, how does, like, do you, is that where the pressure valve is? Like, or like, do you, was that, is that normal? Like, or do you need to, like, if you were guys were all serious and stoic and not talking to each other off screen, would we get different performances on screen, do you think? Um, yeah, I think so. For Everybody works a different way, so I can only speak for myself. But for me, um, I, I need to be present and I need to be connecting with people. 
And so if I'm in my head going and like looking at all oh, the dark scenes I have coming up and staying there all day, I'm not actually present with the other people. So I don't find I can bond with them as easily. So like I need, so for me to just be present and joking around and also, um, it's also two sides of the same coin. You know what I mean? Love and hate, laughter and crying. It's all the same. Once your emotions are going, it's kind of easier to go from hysterically laughing to hysterically crying than it is to go from stoic. Yeah. Does a film though, like Hunter Hunter or doing these, these, these films, these shows where you are having to face the ugliness and the darkness of the human condition, does that make, does that impact how you see the world? Um, maybe. <laughs> like, does, it, does it make you more afraid? Like, um, no, not afraid because I think, cause it's out there, right? Like all the things, even though Hunter Hunter is, um, obviously a made up story and has elements of the surreal in it, um, these are terrible things happen every day and it's all out there, you know, and if you read the news and I know you do and I do, then it's just a lot to take in all the time. You know what I mean? It's all there. So in a way it just, it, it doesn't change the way I see the world, but it does let me face it. Yeah. That's good to hear that you're able to get, <laughs> that, that you can get some help. Um, I, I take meds. It's the same thing. Um, <laughs> This is not really a favorite, a favorite question, but um, I'm just throwing it out there because you did say the South of France. Uh, once the pandemic is over, over, we're all vaccinated and we're going to get our, all our lives back. Where is like the first place that you want to plan a vacation to? Um, anywhere that's somewhere beachy. I want to go to the beach and I want to chill out and I just want to like be in the sun outside eating and drinking and laughing. That's what I want. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I'm okay. Like I, I really don't, I, I know for some people it's, it made some like for a lot of people, it makes them so crazy. Um, but I'm really okay on my own and I can do, I can do days at a time in my apartment. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I'm an introvert, so I don't need to see a lot of people or talk to a lot of people. Yeah, and when she does go out, she's with Gabrielle Rose. That's so. right. I only, only go out with Gabrielle Rose. <laughs> oh, Camille Sullivan, it's been a goddamn pleasure. Where can our listeners find you, follow you, celebrate you on the social meds? Um, on Twitter at Camille Sully and uh, on Instagram, Sullivan.Camille. Oh, so you couldn't have just like one handle for both. You had to like. Know. I'm yeah. still learning. I don't even know how to use Instagram, to be honest. I'm on there. I feel so much pressure to take pictures. I just, sometimes I take one, I take it off immediately. I no, know. do you really? <laughs> I use that. I post a lot of photos of uh, my cats because I feel like that's where, like that's that's what Instagram is for. It's for photos yeah. of cats looking cute and living their best life while their everything else falls apart yeah. uh, around them. Um, and as far as Hunter Hunter, so Hunter Hunter is out now. It's out now, uh, available for for rent on um, like all the platforms, right? Yeah, on iTunes in Canada and on the states on uh, uh, US Prime and 
something else I forget. But yeah, it's not hard to find. Yeah. And I'll have links to all of that in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here today or being there. We're on Zoom. So weird. I mean, talk about a way that things are different now, man. Like I have my office sitting there empty, you know, uh, and I'm just, I'm, I'm itching to get back. I just want to get back there and share some space. And so hopefully we'll be able to share some space again very soon. And then in the meantime, there's so many things that I can watch where you're just going through hell and I get to have a catharsis. Um, And everybody still, like intelligence is on Netflix. Uh, So that is is for me one of the best. So please watch that too. All right. Camille, listeners, thank you so much. Please like and subscribe. You can leave us a review to help us find even more listeners. You can find us at www.yvrscreenscene.com. You can follow us on Twitter and and Facebook and Instagram at YVRScreenScene. And hey, we even have a Patreon community that you can join and get all sorts of perks. A perk for our uh, just our Christmas time is we sent these gorgeous I Heart BC film ornaments and like awesome cards and you know you're joining a community of people all over the world who love BC film. So I think it's pretty great. Uh, and I am stoked. We end with stoked. The YVR Screen Scene Podcast is hosted and executive produced by me, Sabrina Furminger. And it's edited by Simon Furminger. Special thanks to Mariana Furminger for recording our Patreon ad and to Paul Furminger for technical support. We really are a family business here. <laughs> um, and to Dane, not Furminger, double for the original music. Live Your Screen Scene is a division of Fish Flight Entertainment. Join us next time for another deep dive into Vancouver's dynamic film and television scene. And cut. This ad begins with a story about an important but largely forgotten piece of Hollywood North history, the fish flight. In the 1980s, the fish flight was an early morning flight from Vancouver that delivered fresh fish to Los Angeles before the start of the business day. These were the early days of Hollywood North, before digital deliveries and fast transfer speeds, and the pioneers of the Vancouver film industry began loading up the fish flight with film reels so Hollywood execs could review the footage shot on the previous day. The fish flight was also one of the building blocks of the visual effects and animation mecca that is present-day Vancouver. And Fish Flight Entertainment builds on this legacy. Fish Flight Entertainment serves the games, film, and television industries. We remember the days of the fish flight and attack our projects with the same passion as those pioneering days of yore. We believe in jumping off the cliff and building our wings on the way down. And who knows? That old fish with improvised wings may even fly. Learn more about Fish Flight Entertainment at fishflightentertainment.com. That's fishflightentertainment.com.